the Lord uses us in our weaknesses mm -hmm. to show His strength, and He also uses those gifts and talents to show a piece of Himself mm. to the rest of the world. And so He can use us even in the brokenness to uh, share something beautiful that he can make out of our lives. I cannot wait for you to hear this amazing conversation with singer, songwriter, worship leader, Lydia Walker. And before we get into it, I want to let you know that you can connect with Lydia on her website, rusticsongbird.com, on Instagram at the Lydia Walker, or on YouTube, youtube.com slash Lydia Walker. You can also find her music on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you like to stream your music. Hey, I'm Chelsea Amber, a Christian recording artist and founder of Christian Guitar Girls, which is an encouraging community for female guitar players and bass players who love Jesus. We are a group of women who are serving our communities through music and working on our guitar skills all for the glory of God. You can find our Facebook group called Christian Guitar Girls Community to connect with other women in music and ministry. And all ages and skill levels are welcome. And if you've been enjoying the encouraging words from these podcast episodes so far, then I would love to send you even more encouragement via devotionals in your inbox. So you can head to chelseaamber.com slash five days to get five days of uplifting devotionals and free music downloads. And with that, I am excited to welcome today's guest. Lydia Walker is a singer-songwriter and worship leader from Middle Tennessee. She is passionate about creating music and pursuing godly motherhood. Lydia has released multiple albums, including original lullabies and a collection of songs for moms called Made for This. Her latest music project is an album of acoustic hymns. Lydia's goal is to share the hope of Christ through music. And fun fact, we actually met in 2020. Um, Lydia, you interviewed me for your your podcast, the Rustic Songbird podcast, and now it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to the Christian Guitar Girls podcast. So welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show and just to have this chat. I've really been looking forward to it, and I, I kept just smiling when I would think about it because I'm like, ooh, I get to talk to Chelsea, and we get to talk about music and guitar and all these amazing things that we're both passionate about. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah. So, well, thanks for, thanks for being a guest. <laughs> so as I like to say, I love to pretend like we're two, two people sitting across from each other at a coffee shop. So what are you drinking today? All right. So when it's not cold brew coffee, which is my go-to these days, uh, since I've had kids, I've switched to cold coffee because it's going to get cold anyway. But when it's not <laughs> cold brew coffee, it's coconut water. So I've got my favorite brand of coconut water here with me to hydrate and I am ready to go. I'm so excited to be here. Nice. And actually, I want to congratulate you because I'll I'll see how this I'll say how this connects to your coconut water, but I want to congratulate you on your twenty thousand YouTube subscribers. You just hit uh, I think you just surpassed the twenty thousand subscribers. Yeah, that just on happened YouTube. about a week ago from today. So I mean, just amazing that I've been on YouTube for a very long time, and it's been very slow growth for a very long time. And mm. so just in the past few months, and even in the past ninety days, have had an incredible like influx of people listening to my music, one song in particular that mm. has brought a ton of subscribers and it's really exciting to see that happen. So yeah, I'm just blown away. 
So cool. And th- the reason I brought it up related to your coconut water is that uh, so we were both pregnant at the same time yeah. and you you were posting updates about your pregnancy. You were only a week and a half ahead of me. We were and so, so close. I know. And our babies are one day apart from each other, which is amazing. Yeah, and and you would post these vlogs, and I, I actually hadn't told anybody yet that I was pregnant, but I was like secretly watching your vlogs just because I was like, I didn't know what to expect. It was my first time being pregnant, whereas this was your third, so you're more experienced. And coconut water, you would I talk about drinking about coconut water yeah. <laughs> in my vlogs for sure. Yeah. So anyway, it's a long way to get back to why I brought that up, but <laughs> but I, it's I remember so cool. your comment too, and we were early on. Like I, I told everybody right away and was already making videos. Um, I just didn't want to keep it a secret, but yeah, you hadn't shared that you were pregnant yet. And so uh, mm-hmm. getting those messages, I was like, oh, we have that connection and we can talk, you know, baby things and pregnancy. And uh, so it was really neat to be connected that way and then through music as well. Yeah, and so you found out actually before the before we publicly announced it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel so special. Yeah, good, you should feel special. <laughs> Excellent. So I would love to know, you know, this is the Christian Guitar Girls podcast. So how did you get started on the guitar? Okay, so I've always loved music. And my mom was a piano teacher when I was growing up. But I just wanted to play guitar for whatever reason. And I would literally sit at the piano and cry because I didn't want to learn piano. I wanted to learn guitar. Oh, (laughs) my mom said, I don't know how to help you with that. Like, you're going to have to ask somebody that knows guitar. And I started going to a Bible study that was held at my grandparents' house, and they started having worship music. And some of the influence of that worship music was messianic. And so Mm. really beautiful songs, uh, worship songs, a lot of minor keys, which I love. And Mm. uh, so I was listening to that and would talk to the neighbors who were playing guitar, and I would ask them uh, about the guitar. And I ended up buying my first guitar when I was... I think it was 12. I saved up my money all summer and bought this used guitar. And uh, my neighbor actually put masking tape along the fretboard and wrote in pen for every note of the scale of each string for me. It kind of gave me my first chord chart and helped me get started. And yeah, I was 12 years old. I was so excited to learn, but I was also very shy. And so I didn't want anyone to hear me mess up. So oh. I would just go off in my room and like just play guitar and learn these chords. And I was our, always a word person as well. I loved poetry and my mom was into poetry as well. So I've always been around music and poetry. So that's kind of where that blend of songwriting came in for me. When I started playing guitar, I put my first few chords to a poem that I had written and mm. it became my first song. Oh, that's so cool. So then you felt inspired to even to pursue songwriting even more, obviously, because um, that led to your well, you are a professional songwriter. And uh, yeah, how did so what what inspired you to really lean into that songwriting? Yeah, so it was an outlet for me. It was a tool that I could use to express what I was feeling, what I was thinking. Um, and sometimes songs would come to me all at once. Sometimes I would just work on an idea and have a little piece of a song for a long time and then come back around to it to finish it. And I have so many notebooks just full of ideas that have never been finished, but constantly being creative. We would be writing down on the road or I'd be taking a walk or just having conversations, doing the laundry, like just normal everyday things. And I would think, oh, that's a neat song idea. That's a neat lyric idea. Or I would start humming and I realized, I think I just made that up. And Mm. so I know that that is a gift as far as like just getting ideas and being creative. And so I know that it was God giving me these things to share with other people. And I felt such a 
drive to share it with people, even though I was like pretty introverted and pretty shy around people. It really took a lot to be on stage in front of mm. anybody uh, to, I, I didn't really want to be the center of attention or in the spotlight, but I had this incredible drive to share these songs because I thought if I don't share these songs I'm writing, no one will ever hear them. So what's the point? You know, I want to be able to share the messages in the songs. It meant a lot to me. So, you know, praying through that, I was able to overcome the shyness and kind of build that confidence over time mm. where I played so many gigs and, you know, I, I mess up probably every time I play, but at this point I just keep going and you don't me know. Too. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I got started. That's so cool. I love how, you know, you being shy and introverted, that actually almost, um, I don't know when you use the first word forced, maybe I will, forced, <laughs> it forced you to, to really depend on God, you know, to, yeah. to help you overcome that. Um, I just, I think about, you know, people in the Bible, like Moses, for example, he obviously had leadership skills and God called him to be a leader, but then he also had one area where he really needed to, to, to depend on God. You know, he said, God, I'm slow of speech. No, you know what I mean? So it's like, even in the realm of God calling us to something that we are naturally excellent at or that we have a propensity toward, there's usually something also in there that will force us to depend on God, I think. Um, I mean, that's been my story, too. So Absolutely. He has a yeah. way of doing that. The Lord uses us in our weaknesses mm-hmm. to show his strength. And he also uses those gifts and talents to show a piece of himself mm. to the rest world and so he can use us even in the brokenness to uh, share something beautiful that he can make out of our lives and so anytime I'm thinking about you know like my life and where where I've come from where I'm going I'm like it's all God lining up everything for me and what he has for me to do Mm. and so I realize that it's not about me and that keeps me you know keeps me humble and shows me like wow God is so big but he still cares and still has a purpose Mm. me to do and I get to be part of it so that's how I see it yeah and I think the statement like it's not about me is very countercultural right now it seems like a, a lot of popular messages and self-help books are all like self 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 and you know what this there's a an immense burden that comes with that that I don't think we're meant to bear you know like trying to glorify ourselves we're not meant to carry glory it's meant to be uh, directed to God yeah. So there's freedom in that to be like, oh, it's not about me. I can relax. I can relax. Just do my best. It's God that gets the glory, and it's God that's doing the work. He's the one working through my weaknesses. Um, so I love that. Yeah. I'm learning that at every new level. So like with more responsibility, um, with being a parent and having more kids and going into new phases with them all the time, just realizing how much you have to depend on God, how much mm. you have to trust God for every day and every decision. Yeah. And yeah, having kids, I mean, that will humble you and sanctify <laughs> you because you're having to constantly say, Lord, help me. How do I do this? You know, how do I raise these kids and take care of them? How can I do my best and also be glorifying to God? You know, and mm-hmm. so I feel like parenting has been so sanctifying. I mm. think now back to before I had kids and I'm like, you know what? I judge people a lot less now because I get it. I'm like, you don't know what mm. you've been through that day before you see them at the grocery store or see them in the parking lot or see them going down the road or see them in church. Like, you don't know what it took for them to walk in the door. And so I just have way more grace for people now that I have my own kids. 
Yeah, and I'd love to lean into that conversation about motherhood because that is a major part of kind of who you are as a songwriter and and your ministry. So how has your music ministry changed as you stepped into motherhood? Yeah, so like I said, I started playing guitar, writing songs when I was 12. I was a baby. I was so Mm -hmm. little and, um, you know, hadn't lived a whole lot of life, but I grew up in church. I was listening to sermons and messages and I would write these like profound songs that the Lord was showing me just based on a scripture that was in a sermon or an idea or a concept. And I just, I did not water it down at all. You know, my first Mm. song called revival. And then I was writing songs like judgment and talking about like revival and the revolution uh, revelation and like end times. And I would just like sing Psalms and things like that. I would just put melodies to scriptures and it's this Mm. little 12 year old voice. Amazing girl. And people are like, what is going on? Who is this girl? And so it's just amazing to me, like how the Lord had a hand on that and was putting anointing on my life and my music from the very beginning that I had no idea where he was going to take me with that. But I knew that I loved worship. I loved music. I loved expressing that. And also I've always wanted to be a mom. I grew up in a big Mm. family, lots of kids, lots of neighbors. There were always lots of kids around and loved babies. I loved being an aunt. I was like, oh, I cannot wait to have my own kids. This is going to be great. And so I had that in my mind of, I do want to play music. I want to have kids and be a mom. And I also joined a community maybe a year before or a couple of years before I had my first baby. And I was able to see what was possible through a group of women who were Christians, worship leaders, songwriters. They were bringing their kids along with them to the studio. They were bringing them to worship services, to band practices. And I was realizing you can do music and a mom and you can find you know, some level of balance of both. It's going to look different in different seasons, but just seeing that that was possible um, as compared to, you know, some artists you'll see, they'll take a hiatus for 10 or 15 years raising their kids. And that's fine too. And now that I have more kids, I get that more than ever. I'm like, I see why people don't do this because mm-hmm. it takes a lot and you need a lot of help. You need a lot of planning and you can't do a whole lot of anything else mm-hmm. except for what's absolutely necessary. And so all of that to say, um, I wanted to figure out how to do both music and motherhood and do my best at that. And I feel like I'm still learning every day, but I also want to encourage people like through music that motherhood is so worth it and that it is such mm-hmm. an honor to raise the next generation and to teach them to love Jesus. And so I see a lot of purpose in all of that, and I'm trying to figure out how to connect it all together. So some of that comes together in my music where I'm writing a song about motherhood and I'm literally living it out. Mm-hmm. Or I'm writing songs that are lullabies for babies to listen to as they go to sleep. Or I have my new project of hymns and that's connected to like the worship leading that I do and singing in church. And so all of those little things are kind of coming together mm. in my career and in my life. And it's really beautiful to see <laughs> what the Lord has in store. So I um really looking forward to see what's next. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to get to your your new album in a second, but I, I wanted to lead in a little bit to your album Made for This, which you wrote specifically with motherhood in mind. So with all those moms that might be tuning into this podcast, like what is what is one key message of your of your album? Yeah, I really feel like this is a, a season of time where women especially are called to stand up and raise their families and teach them truth and teach them to love Jesus. And that 
We are like an Esther generation where the world has gone crazy, but the Lord has a remnant of these people that will stand up for truth and will say, I was made for such a time as this. So Mm. overall, even if you're not a mom, if you're listening to this and you are making music and doing ministry, you were made for such a time as this. And I believe that the Lord orders our steps and whether you have your own family or whether you're, you know, being a mother figure for someone and a nurturing person to pour into other people's lives. I feel like we have that nurturing aspect of the Lord's heart that he allows us to encourage and to give hope and to share purpose and calling with other women, especially. And so um, for me, I felt a strong call to encourage other moms. I needed to hear it myself, but to encourage moms, you were made for this. If that's your baby, you were called to be their mom and you're the best one for the job. You're the one that the Lord picked that child for you in this season of your life. And he will give you everything that you need to care for that child. And so you have everything you need. You are already good enough. You're already loved. You're already worthy. And you can just trust that he's going to pull you through it on all the hard days, on the sad days. I've just had two weeks of being with sick kiddos and just like caring for them. And I know how draining it is, how exhausting it is. And so sometimes we just need that glimmer of hope from somebody, you know, maybe on the outside or somebody who's been on the other side saying it's worth it and it's going to keep Mm. being worth it. And all that you're doing right now is laying that foundation for the rest of their life. And so what you're doing is so, so important. Mm, I love that. I I feel that speaks to me too. I found just even moving into motherhood for me, it was actually quite a, quite a difficult journey uh, with like being sick a lot on like for a very long time, like pretty much the whole pregnancy and then emergency C-section and then colic for six months. And so these, anyway, so I can relate to the women that are like, oh my gosh, like I can't, I can't do this. (laughs) Um, But God, I heard that, that saying that God, God, if he equips you, he calls you, or sorry, if he calls you, he equips you. And so he, it's it's always a great reminder that, you know, he, he he is equipping us. If he calls us to something, he is going to equip us. And it kind of harkens back to what we talked about earlier, that our weaknesses allow us to depend on God and that his glory is on display through our weaknesses. So and there's a theme here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And so you had mentioned that you have a new project that just came out. It's called Acoustic Hymns. Can you tell us a bit about this project? Yeah, since we're talking to two musicians and creative people, I want to share with you that this project did not happen overnight and it Mm. did not just come together perfectly. And I think that's exciting. I mean, that's a good good thing. It's a relief for creatives. If you see somebody putting something out there, you're like, wow, that's easy for them, you know, or, well, I'm glad that came together. But there's so many things that happen behind the scenes uh, that a lot of times we don't see in the public posts from people, other musicians, we just see like the flashy and the highlights. Um, mm. So I just wanted to kind of go backwards a little bit on how this came together. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a hymn CD. I've always thought about it. And for years, my husband has told me, well, why don't you record hymns? That'd be great. And people at church would, would say, why don't you sing more hymns? And I'm like, oh yeah, that would be nice. But I was writing my own original songs and I was writing these songs about motherhood. And then over the past two years, I got into writing songs for sync and trying to pitch pop songs to TV and commercials. And that was fun to learn and really made some fun songs, but I was pitching them and I hadn't had any placements in like two years. 
And I thought, nobody's listening to these. Like, I'm getting this feedback. People love my voice. They're like, oh, yeah, the vocalist is great. The voice is great. Um, But the songs themselves were not getting placed. And I really Mm. wanted to be putting things out there that people could listen to and to hear. And so there was a disconnect there of what I was creating, but I wasn't able to really share it. And it wasn't me as an artist as much. Uh, It wasn't something that I would put out as Lydia Walker, the artist. And Mm. so... I I was kind of frustrated with that, not being able to share it. And I was working on a new song. I did the co-write. I went into the studio to record it. I sat down with the producer and he said, why are you doing this song? And I thought, well, I wrote it and we talked about recording it. And here I am. I'm here to record it. He's like, (laughs) that's not the greatest reason. He's like, are you going to do more like this? Well, no, probably not. And then this was the epiphany. I had to come to Jesus moment there. He said, have you ever thought about doing an album of hymns? Hmm. And it was just like, ding, ding, light bulb. Like, yes, that's what I should be doing. And get this, two years ago, like probably around the time I was starting uh, writing for Sync, which is fine and fun. And it was um, really a good educational experience. But two years ago, I did a photo shoot in a little church with stained glass. And I said, this is going to be my album cover for my hymns project. Hmm. It was not recorded yet. But I did yeah. an album photo shoot and I had a set list of like top favorite hymns to record. And for whatever reason, I never scheduled the recording. And all well, I did have my third baby and mm. I was um, on staff as a worship leader at my church for the first time. And so many things going on in my life. Um, and so it kind of was on the back burner of like, yeah, that would be nice if I ever had any time to breathe. Um, but I'm like, I'm a mom 24 seven. I'm always with these babies and also juggling music. And so it got to the point where in that meeting, I was definitely just going and going and not even taking the time to think, is this what I should be doing? Mm. So when he said that question, I was just still for a moment. And I thought, wow, yes, that's what I should be doing. And after that conversation that day, I contacted another producer who was local. I've worked with him a lot and thought he would be a great one to do the hymns with. Amazing guitarist too. And so we booked it. We put it on the calendar and I said, it's going to be simple. Let's just do my guitar and vocals. I'll add some harmonies to it. And uh, like we talked about the YouTube channel blowing up in the last few months uh, after a long time of just like slow and steady growth. And then all of a sudden it was like, Mm -hmm. like crazy last few months. Um, It was my version of I have decided to follow Jesus. Mm. took off on YouTube and everybody's saving it to playlists and sharing. There's people from all over the world, different countries watching this song and subscribing for more hymns. It's like the mm. Lord just lined up that timing and that like couple of years span where I wasn't doing anything with it was because now is the time. And mm. so that was a couple months ago. We recorded it. I went in and tracked the guitars one day. I went in and tracked the lead vocals one day. And then I went back and did harmonies one day and it was done. It was recorded. I did a GoFundMe and allowed my friends and family and fans to pre-order the CD to help cover the costs of it, to get it out there. And now it's been out for a few weeks already at this point. And so it's available. People are listening to it. They're loving it. It fits with what I'm doing with family and ministry. And I feel like this CD is something that's like a highlight of my whole career and something that Mm. I've been working towards my whole life. So I'm very, very excited about it. It has songs like Blessed Assurance, It Is Well With My Soul, a lot of my favorites. And currently I'm releasing lyric videos for each of those hymns to put out on YouTube. And I think it's going to do really well based on what's already doing well on my YouTube channel. 
And so there's really, there's no cons. There's no like difficult side to this. It was just like, yes, now is the time to do this. This is what I need to be doing. And I feel so happy to have it out in the world for people to listen to. So I wanted to share the whole story yeah. that are listening, that you're creative, because there's like, there's, um, you know, there's this birthing process for music, just like yeah. a baby, you have to, you know, you have to be preparing for such a long time before something actually releases. And then finally time, you know, you hope everybody loves it because it's your baby, you know, so music is so yeah. much like that because you want everybody to love it because you put your heart and soul and blood, sweat, tears into it. But this is uh, definitely something where I'm going to be very proud of how this goes. Just, um, just super happy to have it out in the world. And now it's on all the streaming platforms. I actually have hard copies of the CDs and to be sharing that with people in my life has just been really amazing. So big blessing to have that out there. Well, congratulations that. And I love how you can see God's hand in the timing, even if, even if it seems like, oh gosh, like I, this is something I've wanted to do and I've never, you know, God just used all of that, you know, uh, to, to work together for the right timing for this album. And actually fun, fun fact, I have decided to follow Jesus. I actually, my church uses planning center for their worship stuff. And so I actually added that song. It was months ago. Maybe sometime, uh, yeah, I think earlier this year, sometime earlier this year, I had added that, your version specifically, your video to Planning Center for my church, because I was looking for a version of that song that fit perfectly with what I wanted to do for um, for the worship service that day. And it was your version. I, I, was, I wasn't even specifically looking for, for a Lydia Walker version, even though I knew you, but I did... I was just looking for a version and it happened to be yours that was perfect. So you are in our church's planning center system right now. <laughs> That's amazing. And I've heard that from other friends that are worship leaders around the country too. Uh, either they're on their worship team or they're a worship director and uh, they'll tell me, hey, this is actually our reference YouTube link for the song for our whole worship team to learn it. And so I yep. love that, that it was an updated version. It's a simplified guitar version more of a contemporary but also like stays true to the original melody and so I think that it's being used in a lot of churches that way and worship lead teams learning it and I really love that so I'm hoping that this whole album could be like that where every song could be used as a reference for people learning it leading it at their churches doing covers I Mm. would love to see it grow like that. Yeah, and I'll uh, include a link to this in the episode description so people can listen to your album. And I want to encourage everyone, if you're looking for a hymn to do in your service, check out Lydia's new Acoustic Hymns album. It's it's awesome. It's I was listening to it the other day and really enjoyed it. So um, thank you for sharing that. So originally I was planning to ask how the reaction has been so far for the album. And from what you're saying, it sounds like it's actually been really positive. So do you have anything more to elaborate on that? Yes. I know a lot of people get excited when like Spotify Wrapped comes out and you see all your numbers and say it had this many streams or this many plays in my songs. And a lot of times we as musicians and artists will like compare which it's everybody's got their own lane. But if we see big numbers, it's like, wow, I can never get to that, you know, or that's mm. like far off, just seems impossible. And so when I look at numbers like that, like how many streams for the first week? Wow, it's like over a hundred, you know, a hundred streams, like that's a big deal. And when mm. I look at YouTube streams and like 
10 people watched this, you know, like 10 people took time out of their day to see this and like somebody commented. Like I try to think about one and think mm. about one person that's that cares about what you're doing, one person that gets something out of your music. And also like don't worry about small numbers, especially if you're getting started. Like think about 30 views on a video or 30 streams. Think about 30 people in your living room. Mm. That would be a lot of people in your house listening. That would be a fun party. Listening yeah. to your music and like singing along. And so when you see like thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of streams, and it might seem like unattainable, think about like what that amount of people looks like in a room. Because I did do pre-orders for this project and there were like 28 people that pre-ordered ahead of time. And I was able to write each one of their names on an envelope and mail it to them. And if you bring oh, like 25 awesome. packages to the post office, like you feel so famous. <laughs> I was mailing those out and then hand delivering to people and friends at church were like, I need three copies. And I'm like, wow, somebody would buy three copies to give away. And so it just blows my mind when people are supportive and encouraging about mm. that. And so I'm more excited about the one-to-one and those conversations and someone saying, I've got this on repeat in my car and like just the comments and people sharing it saying, this is the best album. And I'm so happy that you did this. Those things mean the world to me way more than lots of streams. I do hope for lots of streams because that's more people to impact. And I hope that a lot of people do enjoy it because I love the thought of being home and raising my kiddos, leading worship at my church, making music, but also having an impact on more people without mm. actually being the one in person. Uh, so I think yeah. that is such a gift as well with the internet. Uh, but I wanted to share that about how one person impacted by your music is amazing and a small number of views or plays is still great. And so I hope that that encourages somebody listening, especially if you're getting started or if you're watching and like comparing. Um, just think about what that amount of people looks like. And when my mm. YouTube channel finally like took off in the last few months, I was Googling, what does 10,000 people look like in a mm. like, arena, you know? And what does 20,000 people look like? Like trying to head around it. And uh, some of those yeah. numbers are so big. I'm like, that is just hard to imagine those many people, that many people listening to my music. But I'm just so excited and honored and blessed uh, by that. And so when I see the big numbers, it blows my mind. But when I see the, you know, all the numbers, like, um, just even knowing that it's impacting people around me and having those conversations, I'm like, this is really exciting because I know people are appreciating it and it makes it worth it. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And super encouraging. You know, it's really about, about being faithful. Like if God calls you to something, it's, it's just a matter of being faithful, you know, um, and not getting wrapped up with the numbers. It's up to him, you know, I think with what he wants to do with it, if we hold it with an open hand and just say, God, I'm just being faithful with what you've given me. Um, I think that's the, that that's the important part outside of numbers, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. that's, I love that. So we've just got a, a few little wrap up questions here. What is one practical piece of advice for someone who is picking up the guitar for the first time? I love this question. I love guitar. I like to you know, help people getting started or do tutorials and show what I'm doing. And one thing that I, one little hack I would tell every guitar player is to get a capo. And have mm. it, because as you're learning just a few chords, especially if you're a singer too, you can use a capo all up and down the fret throughout the whole scale and you can play a few chords, but be able to change it to any key and transpose 
So if you don't have a capo already, definitely invest in one because I use mine all the time, especially with singing and worship leading. I don't really want to have to think about the chords in all the different keys. So I'll be able to just change it to a key that's good for my voice and then focus more on the lyrics, what I'm singing, what I'm speaking out to the audience. And so that's a great hack for a guitarist if you don't already have one. Yes, I heartily agree. Love that capo. <laughs> and so what is and also what is one encouraging word or a piece of advice um, that you can offer someone who wants to release their first song? Ooh, I feel like there's so much that goes on in your head before you release music, before you get started. Like there's so many questions and preparing. I've talked to a lot of people that are actually in the studio recording their first project. And I've been able to sing harmony on a lot of projects, especially in country music that are like this is their first album and people get so wrapped up into every little detail and I'm like this is just your first one like it's it's going to be going to be how it's going to be it may not be perfect you can just give it your best shot because yeah. in my mind I'm thinking I've released music before and I'm going to release music again and each time I'll just make it better and better and try to take what I've learned and so I have that perspective so being able to look at someone that hasn't released it yet and they have all the jitters and all the questions and they're like oh I want it to be perfect I want it to go to number one I want everybody to know about it it probably won't happen that way and that's probably a good thing because mm. anytime you're just getting started um, you gotta work out the kinks and like some things will change yeah. I'm really glad I didn't put my album artwork out first because I thought all of my songs for the hymn CD were public domain and it turns out one of them was not and mm. it was actually not royalty free, so I'd have to be paying royalties. And so we ended up cutting that song, which changed the album title, which changed the artwork. And if I would have put that wow. out, I would have had to backtrack and not done that. So, I mean, I'm constantly learning going through the process, but I guess not giving yourself a hard time mm. because you are learning. You're doing a lot of things for the first time. And so when you're starting releasing stuff, you're starting accounts for like your publishing and your duplication and you're figuring out paperwork and how to get these mp3s downloaded and then uploaded and submitted and finalized there's so much that goes into it that's really scary at the beginning because you haven't done it before mm -hmm. but i will say it does get easier to release music after you've created those accounts after you've walked through it and you realize, okay, the world doesn't end if I have to change my artwork. The world mm -hmm. doesn't end if the song didn't upload the first time. Yep. And it just gets better and better. So I would encourage you to just go ahead and put something out there. And mm. even if you have to simplify, maybe don't do a whole album. Maybe release a song just to kind of get that process going. Release a three to five song EP. Something to get your music out there. And then build on that. Maybe build towards an album. Or if you're releasing one album, you know, really... Put all that you can into it, but at some point you just have to put it out there and yep. then start working on the next one. Yeah, so good and so relatable. Well, thank you, Lydia. Thank you for taking time to share about your musical journey. And there were tons of encouraging nuggets all along the way. So I really appreciate that. And to all our listeners, if you enjoyed this chat, then there are many more to come. So make sure to hit follow or subscribe on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to visit ChelseaAmber.com slash five days to get some encouraging devotionals and free music downloads in your inbox. I'll leave a link to that in the description, as well as links to connect with Lydia to check out her music, including her new album, Acoustic Hymns. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next episode. And until then, happy strumming.